and welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we reflect on our year visiting all 59 U.S. national parks. Whether you are planning to visit your very first park or you bleed gray and green, we're here to share our insights on exploring, understanding, and loving America's best idea. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're breaking from the national parks again to recap our best travel experiences of 2018. 2017 and also give a little glimpse into our travel plans for 2018. But Elizabeth, I wouldn't really say we're breaking from the national parks. That's true. Actually, many of my top experiences, and I'm sure yours too, happened in some kind of national park in the U.S. or abroad, right? Yeah, so... Crazy how that happens. (laughs) The national parks are just so intertwined with our travels and really just our life these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, yeah, we can't get away from them. Um, And I don't think we're going to get away from them this year either. 2018 is going to be... Again, about a lot of national parks. Yeah. Whether it's in the U.S. or not. Or not. Hint, hint. We will be talking about our, giving you some hints about where we're going in 2018, um, and plus where we already have been in 2018, but it's March 3rd, so perfect time to go back a couple months (laughs) and recap. We've crunched the numbers for two months, guys. Just kidding. Um, We we hope it's not too late, but we really want to do this. We really want to talk, recap all of our experiences from 2017. Um, So we're going to do that in like a countdown, top 10 um, sort of style podcast today. Yeah, you know when it's like December or early January and all of those podcasts or magazines, whatever it is, doing their top 10 countdown of 2017, we just... That was a little cliche at the time, so you know we f- we wanted to save ours. Um, no, that's it, not why. <laughs> we really just have uh, zero. We've ca- finally gotten our foresight. stuff together. Yeah, we and we're like, oh, that would have been cool. Let's still do it. So we're hoping it's fine. Um, but the reason why we do this, I think, is is the same reason why we blog. The same reason why so we keep an Instagram account, and it's mostly for us. It's for documenting. All the things we do, because looking back, we want to remember all of that stuff. We want to remember the moments, and we want to remember some of the crazy, cool things we've gotten to do. So, so that's why we're here today. Is the audience doesn't matter at all? That's not what I'm saying. That sounds like what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying our main, our main priority, or our main motivation is for our documentation. And if we can help someone along the way, then that is extra awesome. I've listened to, so one of my favorite travel podcasts is um, Extra Pack of Peanuts. And they do a similar countdown, like top 10 um, experiences and hotels and, and uh, you know, best beer, best food, all, all sorts of countdowns that they do in like February that they did. And that's why I was... Um, kind of inspired to do this but also I've gotten ideas from their just their little you know countdown lists that we are putting into place this year in our travels so uh hopefully you can get something out of this today 
yeah, it's good inspiration. It's good, uh, always good to reflect. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're extremely lucky. We never lose sight of that, that we're able to travel like we do at this stage in our lives. And, um, we just want to share that, you know, whether you can take advantage of it now or put it on that life list, that bucket list, uh, it's all good. So Definitely. how much do you want to share about 18? We'll see. We'll get there at the end. Oh, okay. Let's do that at the end. Okay. So first we're going back in time to 2017 and how we're going to do this. We have not seen, we each have a list of our top 10 experiences in order from 10 to one. And we have not seen each other's lists whatsoever. So this is going to be a surprise for us too. I'm sure we have some crossover. I'm positive, but who knows where it's going to come up and why. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited to hear yours. Yeah, me and, too. And, I think uh, we might have some differences. I, I agree. <laughs> it definitely took longer than I usually spend preparing for these podcasts. Definitely, definitely. To, to prepare this list. Um, mostly for me because Elizabeth always prepares. So, But even for me, it took a lot longer <laughs> to think through all the trips, even some of the weekend trips we've gone on, we went on this year and some of the hikes and the tours and things that really stuck out in our mind. And I really had to go back and think, um, think through everything. So you want to get started? Yeah. Well, I, I just counted them up and the trips we took that were over four hours away from St. Louis, we took at least... 20 different trips uh, over the course of the year, individual trips. That's crazy. Um, yeah, which is which is a lot. Yeah, I was counting up how many. I was trying uh, trying to count up, and then I just stopped, <laughs> how many nights we slept away from our house. And that was, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> Good thing, yeah. <laughs> Good thing really, we don't spend a lot on uh, really our accommodations here in yeah, St. Louis. Definitely, definitely. So okay, I, I'll go first. Okay, with my no- first. <laughs> well, yeah, I go figured, ahead. I wanted to give you the last word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number ten. Number go ten ahead, on my list is when we were in Vietnam, Halong Bay, sitting on the deck of our cruise ship. Uh, we did a three-day cruise there in Halong Bay, and it was um, just such a cool experience going through this. What is one of the natural wonders of the world? Uh, it's so it's a for those who don't know, it's a bay, and there are just tons of basically mountain peaks. It looks like popping out of the ocean. Little sharp islands. Yeah, um, so they're just. Uh, it says it's like a, a dragon, you know, is, is what they say it is, the rising dragon um, in the bay. So anyway, the whole environment there is just pretty magical. Uh, we did a lot of stuff from kayaking to fishing with some locals to just jumping off the boat, had amazing food. But the experience that I picked out of all of that was just sitting on the top deck uh, as the sun set. Um, we were the only ones up there. Yeah, just having our you know beer, having our little snack of nuts that they provided us and our ho- homemade um, spring rolls that we had just made in the cooking class. And it was a really cool um, just environment all around 360 degrees of gorgeous. 
Um, really what stands... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, as we're sitting in the middle of this um, really placid bay. Yeah. Yeah, this is obviously going to come up later in my list too. Um, not telling you where. But what I pulled out most of what I loved about this trip, it was that it was that, that forced relaxation sort of thing. Like you can't go anywhere else. Every All of your plans are made. You are just confined in a good way to this little boat, to the lounge chairs, to whatever things you do because our trips are usually so much more active and so this was it was great so i already started us off taking way longer than we should yeah on number 10 so. i'll try to go a little faster <laughs> yeah. my number Catch 10 is totally different not not and it's very different from anything we did a lot of stuff that we did throughout the year so this was in chicago we went on a boat tour an architecture sightseeing tour um, and it's one of the really touristy things to do but we loved it and I yeah. especially loved it so much I love cities um, and I love walking through cities but this was like you know you're boating through the river right that goes right into the all the big building area of Chicago the main downtown area and you know the the guys pointing things out and it's a really really well rehearsed speech and tour and everything but super it's, timed canned jokes yes of course <laughs> they were good but and so it's slightly cheesy but it was the best way to see the city because you're not walking on streets around a lot of people you are um you're not having to cross streets you're getting to take pictures the whole time without thinking about where you're going the light was beautiful it was in the evening um it was like $35 for an hour, about an hour and a half. So it was a great tour and very different from everything else on our on this list because it was city-based. And that's why I made sure I included it in our list because I really loved that. Yeah, I'm glad you did because it did not make my list. Yeah, I figured. But uh, I, I did also really enjoy it. And as much as it, it pains me to say, being from rival St. Louis, uh, Chicago is a beautiful city, and mm-hmm. I think I, I really appreciated that when we were on that boat tour. Definitely. Yeah, we had been to Chicago before, but not, not had seen it like this. So, yeah. All right, number nine. My number nine is one of two experiences that did not include you. And <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll tune out. So it was when I went uh, last October to Mumbai, or also known as Bombay, India, uh, and it was the Duravi Slum Tour. Mm-hmm. So after I did a little uh, school trip with a consulting team there, I stayed the weekend longer in India, and this is one of the my favorite thing I did, it, which was um, go on this tour of the biggest slum in Asia, essentially. I think it's the densest slum. There's, you know, a few million people just packed in like a few small square miles. Um, And it was really cool because you got to, you know, everybody has their own stereotypes of what a slum is, but it was just so industrious and so um, just like a city within a city, Uh, whether it's the leather shops, the plastic recycling uh, factories, whatever. Uh, it was really neat to see how these people really live. And the tour also um, was was a good thing because uh, all of the proceeds are maybe it's like 
I don't know if it's 100% or 90% of the proceeds go back to uh, development uh, initiatives within the, the slum. So that was one thing that I really enjoyed because I had done nothing like it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very different. I didn't get to go, but yeah, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not like Slumdog Millionaire, I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. Usually movies do not portray places <laughs> very accurately. Um, number my number nine is different than that, and it's uh, over Labor Day. We took a trip, a quick, very quick trip to Colorado, and we hiked. Um, we did a hike in the Indian Peaks Wilderness area called that was up to Arapahoe Pass, um, up to oh shoot, Dorothy Lake. Yeah, Dorothy Lake. Nice. Um, up through or near from Arapahoe Pass. I'm not, I'm not saying this right. From the 4th of July trailhead to Arapahoe Pass, and then you go a little bit further up to Dorothy Lake, and it was gorgeous. It was a perfect day, per- perfect weather. We got there early enough to beat most of the crowds. It wasn't too hard of a hike. It was maybe like eight miles round trip, um, kind of steady incline up, and um, the views are just so rewarding the whole time. Like the whole time you're along this ridge, and so you get views, constant views of the mountains. And then up when you're at the pass, you get them on the other side. Um, we were with my sister, so that was extra fun. And yeah, it was it was like the first outdoor experience we had after like a whole summer of being in Missouri and being uh, in Southeast Asia also. But the first like major hiking we had done in a few months probably. And it just felt so revitalizing. So Arapahoe Pass in Colorado, near Denver. Well, kind of about an hour away from Denver. Yeah, loved it. Awesome. My number eight is in Thailand. During over the summer, we went on a Southeast Asia, Asia tour for three weeks. And our first stop was Chiang Mai. And from there, we went to the Elephant Jungle Sanctuary. That's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to see elephants is a you know big touristy thing in Chiang Mai and for good reason because it was awesome uh, it was just really cool to feed the elephants just <laughs> what felt like millions of bananas one after the other uh, there were you know the big uh, mama elephants and then their baby elephants uh, I think the youngest one was maybe two months it was little yeah it was adorable yeah and so I that didn't was put so this cool. on my list of course, I remembered it, but have we had any crossover yet? Uh, not you? yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Anyway, we fed them. We bathed them like in the mud. Uh, we got in the mud pit with them, and then we took them down to the um, river. River, you know, it's all kind of a, uh, an orchestrated type thing with um, you know a few other people, but it wasn't you know it wasn't it didn't feel super uh, contrived. You know, yeah, and it's it's an organization that really, at least we think, they really take care of the elephants. Yeah, and they, they really do. and they really um, try to prevent some of the abuse that happens in other camps. And putting your money towards a, uh, an organization like this versus the the other places where you can go and ride them, which is not good for the elephants. Um, and where they kind of abuse the elephants, putting your money towards a place where you know that stuff doesn't go on is good for the overall tourism, the overall elephant tourism, for sure. 
Yeah, and again, one of those things that you just don't get to do nope. in <laughs> in any of the United States. So uh, really incredible just seeing all those elephants at once and actually getting able to interact with them. Yep. My number eight was something I wanted to do for a while, and we got to do um, in May of, of 2017, and that was take a trip, a day trip, to Mackinac Island. Oh, hey. Mackinac Island. That's um, my selection, our first selection that we've mentioned from our uh, Great Lakes road trip that we did last May. And we started in St. Louis. We drove up through um, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and then up through the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and back down on the other side through Minnesota. And so... Mackinac Island was one of our first stops, but I had really wanted to do it. My, I had a friend growing up who went there every summer, and she just described it as this very, like, uh, I don't know, quaint island. There are no cars allowed, so very there's just charming. charming bikes. And it's really something that I love because it's, it is a little bit more, it's a little less, like, rustic, like, or not rustic, but a little less um, rugged. Rugged, thank you. Than other outdoor experiences we had, but it was still very lovely. We got we walked around all day. We we rented um, a tandem bicycle for the for a few hours to ride the whole. Yeah, that was a trip. The whole loop around the island. Um, the the ferry itself was really pretty, and it was just just great. And it's also the, the, it was the second national park in the country yeah that's for right. a long time until it was until it was um given back to the state for state like it's now a state park um so yeah it has that national park tie into it of course like everything does um but yeah Mackinac island get good fudge too yeah that was our first uh relation to national parks right so far we didn't miss any i don't think we did i don't think so okay yeah so Here we said we had so many. Although I yeah. think Halong Bay is a national park. Yeah, it's definitely a World Heritage Site. Um, it's got some protection there. Yeah. Anyway, like Mackinac Island, didn't make my list personally, but uh, respect uh, what you're doing there. Yes, very, very charming. Cole doesn't appreciate the charm <laughs> as much, the cuteness of how, how adorable the island is. <laughs> cuteness is lost on me. Yeah, it is. Anyway, your, what's your number seven? Seven for me is something we've heard before, Arapahoe Pass. Oh, nice. Yep. CRs are pretty close. Yep, Colorado. Um, I won't spend much time on this, but for me, it was just so nice, like Elizabeth mentioned, to after a summer of kind of working hard in my internship and just kind of having some, some stress uh, over the summer, get out and totally decompress in the mountains and it was just like a ah moment um and i I also loved once we got up to the pass i was we got to dorothy we went up farther to dorothy lake too and the girls elizabeth and her sister stayed there and just had a nice yeah nap by the lake (laughs) and i climbed up um all the way up above to the jagged peaks of uh this ridge above the lake and for me that was just really cool because you know i'm walking this tight wire 
uh, along the, you know, basically dropping off big time on either side. So it's really cool to walk along that tight, rugged line of peaks and um, it, it just look at either side and you could see forever. Uh, so loved that. Mm-hmm. All right. My, wait, number, what, what number are we? You're seven? on seven. Oh, okay. My number seven was something we did when we were in Southeast Asia. And it was in our favorite country, I think, maybe, our favorite city in Southeast okay. Asia, which yep. is Luang Prabang in Laos. Yeah. And we took a, a little guided hike um, that took us into to the top of Kwangsi Falls. And then we got to hike down the trail that went around the falls and then got to swim in the falls for a while. And it is to date. I think the most beautiful waterfall we've ever seen. Would you agree? I would have to agree. Yeah. So it's it's like the perfect light teal color and it's so many different levels. And so there are all these little pools made all of travertine. Up along it. Travertine. Yeah. So it's like is that the really sticky stuff? That's like uh, what kind of calcifies on the edges and makes yeah. that okay. uh, kind of rims around the pools. Right. So it's like these just picturesque pools and the perfect clear teal water and it's just like cascades and it's it's hard to describe i will definitely share a picture of it um but yeah our favorite waterfall we've ever seen our and our hike was just very beautiful too we hadn't really done i remember thinking or i remember that it was the first time i had put on my hiking shoes i brought two pairs of shoes to southeast asia my black teva's and my Merrill hiking shoe, like day hikers, low hiking shoes. And this was the only time I wore them the whole trip. There <laughs> was such a waste to bring them because I could have worn my Tevas on this trip, on this hike. It wasn't a hard hike. Um, but basically we got dropped off at a trailhead with a guide who took us like through an old, uh, or not an old, but um, a small village up and then back like through this farmland and rolling hills. And it was really pretty. And then eventually we worked our way down to the top of the falls and then all the way down to the bottom of the falls and got picked up there to go home. Um, but it was just lovely. I it forgot about a, how cool the approach was. The approach was yeah. awesome. Instead of just pulling up with a bunch of a busload of people um, to the bottom of the falls, we got to get dropped off at the top of the falls and work our way down. And it was the on the hike itself, we saw nobody. Like yep. We saw no people. And of course, the falls are really crowded. So it was kind of a nice way to like ease ourselves in to the natural part of, of Laos that we hadn't gotten to see but at that until that point. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, that did not make my list. I wonder what is on your... I do yeah. not know what's on your list. This but is going to be fun. It was very close. Because we're getting up to now like yeah. the top six. Yeah. So my number six is also on our Southeast Asia mm-hmm. tour, something that I think I liked a little better than you, which was... Muay Thai. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Um, the, in Cambodia, yep. climbing the Angkor Wat temples. Yep. Yeah. That is later on my list. Yeah. Oh, wow. It is. Hey. I think I liked it more... Climb, wait, climbing the temples? Yeah, you know, just, just walking six, around them. Okay. And I particularly liked climbing it. Cause you could, What's featured what, in my, about this whole day, what what I featured in my, uh, what, when it comes up later, is the tuk-tuk, <laughs> not the climbing. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I liked the actual climbing though because in the U.S. you can't climb on these types of temples. I feel like I mean maybe, but uh, you don't have those types yeah, of temples well, in the U.S. That's the first part. giant steps. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you, you could just go all over, and they were just gigantic, old... Uh, it was Hindu, right? It wasn't Buddhist. It was Hindu temples with all types of um, levels of the temple and statues and carvings I inside them. I think it's them. the largest religious monument in the world. Yeah. Because it's gigantic, the whole, like, the temples of Angkor. Um, Angkor Wat being the most popular of those right the whole all of the city of angkor um was so incredible yes thank you and then um we got angkor wat was the biggest and the best and is really cool to get there for sunset because that's kind of a big thing yeah sunrise thank you Mm -hmm. that's where everybody goes and we got some amazing pictures with the sunrise uh, and then just kind of traveled uh, around the, I think it's called the Grand Circle, seeing a bunch of different temple compounds. And I sweated through my shirt at like 9 a.m. <laughs> Very hot. but And uh, you have to wear sleeves and you have to cover your shoulders and your knees. Modesty. Modesty. That's is, your middle name. Modesty is, modesty plus boob sweat. <laughs> not a good combination uh i i also loved the one that was featured in tomb raider um where it was Was that the one with the trees yeah it was out the one it? with the trees yeah. just kind of overtaking the temple and um yeah gigantic trees there's and... our connection to national parks yeah nature is strong yeah as uh, kind of loose connection but <laughs> Anything else? That's going to come up later for me, too. Yeah, go for it. All right, my number six. I have to double check. Okay. So in Belize, we did a couple of tours, um, but my number six is our cave kayaking tour in uh, near uh, San Ignacio, Belize. So in Belize was... Just such a cool, um, like, activity-based trip that we – or, like, tour-based. I don't know. We did a lot of, like, adrenaline sort of things. Um, But the cool – one of the coolest things we did was cave kayaking. And this was, like, a six-hour tour through a company called Belize Inland Tours. And it it was a new tour. So we we got to do it as bloggers. um, And we were all by ourselves. And so we went with a guide, and he... Oscar. We, He's Oscar, the best. Oscar. He was the best. So we drove, like, an hour and a half through these dirt roads back to the beginning of the river, and it was in a national park. It was in... It was called Five Blues National Park, and um, and it's hard to visit this park otherwise besides with a, with a guide. So we dipped our kayaks in. We got to paddle through the, the jungles of Belize, which was beautiful in itself. And then we got to go through like five caves. I think technically three, but three? It, it seemed like a lot. What, some of um, them were longer than yeah, others. Yeah. You needed headlamps for some of them, but some mo- one of them I know was just pretty lit the whole time. With sunlight. With sunlight. Yeah, not artificial. Some of all. them were really long and you had to kind of crouch down and it was just a really different, another very, very different yeah. experience than anything else we've had still before. And the coolest part was you didn't have to portage at all. The You were just going from one cave to another mm-hmm. on, the, on same the same river. river. 
So I I loved that too. I agree. Yeah, it was a long. It was a full day. It was uh, like lunch was included, and we were just with this guy Oscar. He was explaining all the all of the things around us, and it was just a really really cool, active, different thing to do while we were in Belize. And when you weren't in the cave, you were in the jungle, right. just kind of and that was all so encompassed too. by mm-hmm. these beautiful trees, plants, everything. Um, and there was even one part where we got out of our uh, kayaks and did a little hike to see a yeah. bunch of petroglyphs. Yep. Um, so that was neat. That's true too. He told us about that uh, insect that, how does it kind of like... Um, oh, the little worms. Yeah, what does that worm do that, it, doesn't it get in your ear or what, where does it go? It goes in your skin. Oh, right? yeah, it just is and in then, your skin. And then... And it feels like a mosquito bite. Right. Feels like a mosquito bite, but it like crawls into, gets inside your skin, and then it can grow. Yeah. Right? It grows and grows. And to get it, you have to suffocate the hole to to get it out. What do you suffocate it with? Was it like gum? Yeah, gum. Gum. Yeah, yeah. So you can stick gum on your arm, and then when you pull out, like pull off the piece of gum, the worm comes out with it. Yeah. Apparently, which is just disgusting to me. Sounds nuts. But anyway, we had a lot of fun stories and fun times with Oscar. From, we didn't get those worms. From Belize Inland Tours. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yep. So my number five, we're in the top five now. It was whoop, whoop. It was from Belize, actually. So yep. staying in uh, Central America. And it was the ATM hike. Mm-hmm. So, the ATM tour. Yeah, the ATM tour. ATM, ATM cave. This is a super famous tour, probably the most famous tour in Belize, uh, but it's not uh, overcrowded because they only limit it to a, a small amount of people every day. Yeah, there. Well, there are only like I think there are only like twenty guides in the whole country that are certified to do this, so that itself limits it a lot. And they, I don't think they're allowed to have more than like, like eight eight people with yeah. them. So anyway, you you take a van out into the middle of the jungle, and you um, start hiking down this jungle path, and eventually you get to this cave, and the cave entrance is incredible because it's, uh, again, a wet cave, so there's a river uh, coming out of the cave, and you just have to jump into the pool at refreshing. the mouth of the river. Yeah, <laughs> the guide always shouted "refreshing" when we were yeah. about to get into the water. Because um, so you we were constantly warning. getting yeah, wet. Yeah, you have to. You're yeah. You're you do not bring anything with you. You're not allowed to take any pictures because it's such a sacred cave. Um, yeah, so you just you just swim in your clothes and then hike in your wet clothes, and it's 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 very crazy keep going though. yeah and it was it was kind of tight at places and i kind of like that when it's not just a big wide cavern so you had to wind around the cave path and then you're going through the water and then you have to climb up a little bit at one point to get you know out of the the riverbed onto the next ledge and actually when you're on that ledge which is a whole kind of opens up a whole different set of rooms that's where you start seeing the um urns and the remains and all of the evidence of the human sacrifices and rituals that took place there 
way back when the Mayans were um, doing all that stuff and using those caves in like the 1200s or something. So um, that was a whole other element where um, we would just see all of these pottery shards, all of these old broken urns, and um, then... Uh, and then you see the first skeleton head. Yeah, yeah. Like skull. It's called a skull. <laughs> skeleton <laughs> head. Um, you see the first skull, and it's like, oh my gosh. Like, you get chills. Yeah, it literally people who are sacrificed there uh, to try and please the gods. Uh, and then at the very end of it ends with a famous skeleton that is really intact at the very back uh, room. And it's a young girl. Yeah. So just remarkable to and see. And I remember them explaining how the further back in the cave you go, the it, it indicated more desperation by the Mayans and they're in their sacrifices and they think it was, you know, linked to the drought and the, the like conflict and things that were happening that, that caused them to like leave. And, but the further back in the cave you go, the, the more desperate they were sacrificing, started sacrificing children and um, yeah. And it got more violent and it was just really, they just walk like, taking the the journey through that was insane yeah and you also see the skull that um led to the no cameras policy because somebody was taking a picture of above a skull and dropped their camera and shattered it (laughs) so you get to see that skull too that that caused the uh no photos allowed i thought you said it was a sacred place and that's why we can't take pictures well that too yeah. <laughs> it's both, right? right. It's both. It I think is. I'm not sure that they wouldn't have ever I, I'm not sure that they would have still allowed cameras even if nothing would have happened. Yeah. I think they would have probably changed that anyway. So really a remarkable tour from both the natural uh side but also the, you know, human culture side, something we haven't seen before. Correct. So for sure. My number 5 is Angkor Wat. Angor, uh-huh. the temples of Angor. And what I really liked about it was that we hired a tuk-tuk driver for the whole day through our, through our, um, but, but our plus, it was the best hotel we had ever stayed in. So through, through our hotel, which was only $17 a night and was amazing, um, we hired a tuk-tuk driver for the whole day and he was like $25 for the day to take us anywhere we wanted. So we, we left at 4 a.m. to catch the sunrise. And then we stayed all the way until sunset, just tuck-tucking around from site to site. So, and he was awesome because he would tell us like, okay, you'll need about an hour here. You'll need about an hour and a half here and I'll be waiting. And so he would just wait for us, hang out, and then we would tuck-tuck to the next place. And this day was so, so hot that the tuck-tuck rides were like such a relief because you get a little breeze and, you know, the sun's not just beating down on you um, for once. And so... That's why. That's part of why I loved it. <laughs> it was like a tiny little break. Um, and one time when it was raining, we just sat and drank our um, like fruit smoothies in the tuk tuk and yep. just like sat for it for a minute, and it was great too. But the all of the temples were also just very, very um, memorable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Number four. 
Yes, my number four is a bit of a change of pace, actually. It is um, in Detroit on Belle Island when I got to uh, use my drone, which I had just gotten over the summer, to video the the proposal of my best friend. Uh, So... It was a really cool, like, secret mission, essentially. Uh, my friend did an incredible job kind of orchestrating a whole weekend surprise for her, for his uh, girlfriend, soon-to-be fiancé. And um, then, basically, you know, we were coming up to surprise uh, her and join him in the celebration afterwards, but I offered my drone videography services and uh, that was just a really fun part, a way to be involved, uh, like uh, outside looking in, but also kind of celeb- like taking part with him as he was, because uh, he, he set up this whole thing where he, you know, biked with her to the island, and then she had no idea what was going on, and then got out to this really scenic point that overlooks Detroit, and um, meanwhile, uh, Elizabeth and I and two of our other friends were uh, hiding in the bushes. <laughs> we staked out a spot. When they got there, we launched the drone. We got it high up to where they wouldn't notice it and then just took this video and actually captured him proposing uh, So with Detroit in the background. So it was just a really cool thing for me to be a part of, and I was really glad, um, just so happy for him. And, of course, the time, uh, the party afterwards was a ton of fun, too. But um, just actually witnessing that whole thing go down and, you know, doing our secret mission type thing (laughs) was pretty fun. It was a really fun weekend to be a part of, just to see how everything came together. And he put a lot of effort into it. And um, we were just happy to kind of play a tiny little role. We almost got caught. But we did because we, they took a different route back returning on their bikes than we thought so we had to like dive behind again some bushes and it just made it more dramatic yeah the drone wa- was uh almost i had to land it super quick but um she she was none the wiser <laughs> my number four is the atm cave nice so again i don't again i'm just following you yeah um, but yeah, ATM cave, we just recapped the whole thing. So that was your number five, right? It was my number five. Exactly. And, okay. So we just and went And my off. number four, we've been, we've been pretty close yeah. on a lot of these. What is your, your, your number five of Angkor Wat was just your my number, number six. six. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let's see how my this, number three, go down. my number three is Patagonia, Uh huh. the ski lift hike. So we, (laughs) see, I tricked you by letting me go first. I know, you get to say them all first. That's coming up later. (laughs) So Do you even know what it's called? uh... The ski lift, the ski lift hike. It's Cerro, Cerro Catedral, and the place we went to was Refugio Frey. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So (laughs) we... 
we got it this trip to patagonia on the price is right we won the trip and took it in january so it was at the very very beginning of 2017 uh, during their summer so it was really nice to get some good weather in january and uh, we did a few hikes and a few bikes and a drive while we were in the this patagonia region near bariloche uh, around the lakes region but the best my favorite by far was um, what I call the ski lift hike because (laughs) this area is known for its skiing during the winter and we were able to take this ski lift up to the top of the mountain, the mountain ridge, and just jump off there and only had a little bit farther to climb before we were at the, you know, peak of the mountain. And from there, we just walked along this ridge for the whole, you know, like, three miles views Um, on views on views yeah it was just incredible with all of the lakes below you um you know just classic mountain scenery but what was really cool was that you were going along it for so long Mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't just like summit and then back down you were you were going along the ridge and then after you even dropped down from the ridge uh, you got into kind of this basin where there were there was another lake, and then you dropped down a little more into another lake, and then what Elizabeth mentioned, Refugio Frey, was a, a really cool backpackers um, hut. Hut, yes, where a bunch of backpackers stay, and then it's a kind of a popular day trip stopping point too. So that whole hike was so fun and beautiful and just a bunch of people enjoying it as well that we it just kind of had a good vibe it was it was by far my favorite hike of 2017 wow even that yeah yeah, i mean we're all we're almost at the top i I don't think i have any other top rated hike yeah i didn't even think of that and but but because guys you know how much (laughs) i hate hiking uphill you know how much much more I enjoy hikes when they are all straight, flat, or downhill. Um, oh my goodness. I got to take a ski lift up the hard part and then I just got to we, we got to do climb along the ridge, which was awesome and like some, you know, some little climbs and we just got to to like traverse down this mountain. It was amazing. My my enjoyment level just skyrockets when I don't have to hike up. Don't worry though, we still hiked like 14 miles. So It was 17. Oh, was it? I looked up the, what I had written down because we hiked, we continued all the way back to our hotel. Yeah, which was super Which was far. In, insane. Yeah. And the last mile, of course, our hotel, our little boutique hotel that Price is Right paid for, which was amazing. It was gorgeous, um, but it was in a gated community. And so once we got to the gate, um, like when we would ride the bus or... I think I guess that's the only other way we we got there, but we had um, to, we would get dropped off there, and then we'd have a mile up these roads to the hotel, 
And so I just remember on this long, after this really long hike, that mile was like the longest mile of my life. (laughs) It was horrible. It was so long. It's funny because we're in this community with all these rich vacation homeowners and we're just getting dropped off by the bus and trekking up in our hiking boots and um, did not look like, they didn't even know how to deal with us the first night when we got there and we said uh, we need to get up to the hotel when we were, they didn't know if we could walk up through the neighborhood because they never have anybody do that. Yeah. So eventually like, they let us go through. Do you want us, us to rent through. you a car yeah, from you, the city? Do you want us to call you a taxi to... Uh, to take you a mile? We're like, we'll walk a mile. It's fine. And everybody's either were like, uh, okay. Yeah, they didn't know how to handle us. Probably the, the people at the hotel also didn't know. Like they side eye. Like everyone else staying at the hotel was like... <laughs> Who are these people who order everything at breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> we got free breakfast and we had a menu and you could get as many things as you wanted from each section. So we would pretty much just order everything. Of course. One of everything. They were pretty small servings. Anyway, coolest experience. Well, what was that? No, your number. That was my number three. Three. It's a little higher on my list. My number three was here in the U.S. And it was when we rented a convertible in Vegas and drove through some national parks and state parks from Vegas up through, up basically to Page, Arizona. And I know that's like a long experience to be as, to be just one experience, but it was just the whole vibe of like being in a convertible, having the weather be amazing and just getting into, getting you know, landing in Vegas, which is a huge metropolis, and then getting out of town and rolling through the national parks, which is what we did for a whole year. And it just felt like we were getting back to our roots. We got to camp, which was one of the first time, the only times we went camping all year, besides Labor Day. It was like one of the only times we went camping all year. Um, But it just felt so refreshing so amazing. It was November. Um, so it was kind of towards the end of the year. We hadn't done anything in the middle. Of, it was in the middle of the, you know, school semester. Um, yeah, we got to see a lot of, we went, we drove through um, Glen Canyon recreation area. Well, first we drove through like Lake Mead and Valley of Fire State Park and then up through Grand Staircase Grand Escalante. Staircase. Then Glen Canyon, Glen Canyon, Antelope Canyon. Yes. Uh, we, we we stayed at um, back. Coral Pink Sand Dunes State Park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just, just the whole like vibe I felt. And this could be applied anywhere in Vegas, but it doesn't even have to be a convertible. <laughs> we just happened to get... It really helps though. We, ha- we happened to get awesome. upgraded from a regular like basic car to a convertible for just 10 extra dollars a day. Um so like 30 bucks. So it was just, oh, it was just wonderful. It was just, Vegas has is the best city for reaching the national parks. I think we've made a sweeping declaration, but it is. It's the best city to fly into yep. to yep. reach some awesome outdoor experiences. You so got, yeah, that's our number. That's my number three. Utah, Arizona, uh, Nevada, N- Nevada, and ca- California, just so close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I totally loved that. I did not put it on my list. That's a big difference. 
That but, is a big uh, difference. It's my number. It's up there. It's my yeah, number three. It was I, one of my favorite trips. We little, you know, weekend trips. I did love it. It's hard to explain that, uh, you know, put into words that spirit of mm-hmm. freedom the and, desert. and release you get from the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my number two, getting low, is uh, Belize. Uh-huh. The kayaking, the cave system tour. So yours is you're up you're up there. Yeah. So the same thing I just talked the about. The same right? thing. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, but your number two. Right. And so it was you your like, number five or what? Um. Six. It was my number six. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was just so cool. You know, we'd done kayaking before. We'd done caving before. We'd been to you know jungly national parks even, but it was um, ah, just everything together was phenomenal yeah Uh, we already described the whole thing so Mm -hmm. i won't go back into it but um i really hope it's a success for oscar this new tour because uh it was we definitely would have paid for it too well we did pay it was just a discount we paid a discounted amount but um so worth it for for six hours for all day um and, and i think the max he takes is four people we happen to be the only people that signed up for that day um, because it's kind of a new tour. But no matter what, it's going to be small and, and kind of intimate and just oh, so cool. So yeah, cool. and what got me was being able to go on the same river through one cave after another. Yep. Yep. I agree. Maybe I, I think I think if I would redo it, that might. And I think we rem- I remember talking about this, that that was our favorite tour in Belize so I'm not sure why I ranked it lower than the ATM tour the ATM tour was just kind of iconic mm-hmm. and like very monumental yeah. but as far as experiencing I think I liked the cave I remember liking the cave tour better also yeah my number two are we on two you're on two yes well my number We're two breathless here yes was hiking to the um the ski lift hike, the <laughs> Cerro Catedral to Refugio Frey, the best hike we did in Bariloche, which we just described. Yeah. Because I get to always just slightly follow you. <laughs> I'm curious. Oh, I think I do know what your number one is. And oh, I yeah? wasn't even there. You weren't there. Is that why it's your number one? <laughs> well, uh, no comment. <laughs> no, my number one was truly an incredible experience i you know don't see myself ever doing something quite like this again uh it was in uganda when i was on a trip um leading a trip that was doing a consulting project with a an ngo Uh, and after the trip we had worked like six days we got to take our one day off and we spent it white water rafting the nile so very jealous yeah it was i actually think it was four hundred dollars a person um but it was worth every single penny (laughs) which guys do you hear what cole do you hear what cole just said because he doesn't spend money on anything so for him to say that much money for a tour is worth it that means a lot just side note yeah keep going (laughs) yeah so you know you we were staying in Kampala which is the capital of Uganda and went um I think north or northwest 
uh, or east to this city that is at the mouth of the Nile River. So Lake Victoria is what feeds the Nile River and um, basically got onto the Nile at the source in our rafts with about, I think there are six, uh, eight-person rafts, and I was on a team with uh, five people on our team from my school total, so we had a good group there, and it was just incredible because there were class four and five rapids, uh, and you know, they took you through a little safety stuff first. So, of course, you were uh, <laughs> totally signed the waivers and everything and, mm-hmm. and uh, instant experts at whitewater rafting. But the first rapid that you came to was a class five, and it's essentially just a straight drop of a waterfall. I think about a 20-foot at least waterfall and... Um, essentially you just go over the edge and just nosedive into the water. And I don't think anybody flipped on this one, but uh, you have to kind of really paddle hard once you get to the bottom to get out of the um, current or out of the kind of, um, I don't know what you call it, the zone where all the water just traps you there (laughs) under the waterfall. So we were pounded for a bit by the waterfall because our boat got trapped, but eventually got uh, free from that. And uh, the whole trip was... It sounds a little too intense for me. Yeah, and it wasn't... But I'm sure you loved it so much. I I mean, obviously. Huge adrenaline rush. Um, It was... And there were about, I don't know, eight rapids or so, um, maybe more than that, over the course of three, four hours. And the scenery was pretty cool, you know, is is very pretty. But the main thing was just these incredible rapids. Um, And at the very end, I mean, you'd go through one after the other, and some were just as intense as the first one. And then at the very end, um, I think they they basically work it out so everybody flips. But it's a really (laughs) rough rapid, and um, essentially you you just... You said essentially like 17,000 times. Okay, well... Just so you know. Essentially. uh, Essentially. I'm just kidding. Keep going. It's um, basically... (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you you flip and everybody falls out in the water and uh nobody's nobody got hurt the whole time but uh just felt super super cool uh going through I was really rapids. sad that I didn't get to do it with you. Yeah. Uh and the funny one of the funniest parts was that one of the the guys on our project on our team uh couldn't swim. So it's not funny. <laughs> That's so, terrifying. So he kind of wanted to do the like uh, family version of the rapids, but we basically twisted his arm enough <laughs> to where he did the. We all were able to do the um, the adult size rapids. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and he, he was an awesome trooper and really uh, um, did great. So. Everybody had a great time. Anyway, that's yeah. way too long, but no, that's I think uh, number one deserves a little more time. Yeah the the pictures we got were also incredible. Okay, because um, you got professional pictures with your with that money, right? Part of that. 
Yeah. Or were they extra? Well, they were extra, but split oh. <laughs> among eight people, you know, they were pretty cheap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that you couldn't take any. Definitely something phone like that. Not very anything. many people can say that they've done. Yeah. Is whitewater rafted on the Nile? Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. My number one. Do you know? Can you guess? Um, I'm looking at my list and. Can't I f- maybe I have an idea? It's something you've already said. How long bay? Yep. Ah. Yep. And it's funny because it was your number ten. Yeah. And it was my number one, but it was just the whole cruise, so not just the moment. Well, but... that's kind of cheating. No, it's not. I think it's like one. I said it could be multi-day things that if like if it's like one thing, it's like one cruise. So that's why, and I had really hyped this up um, because of what I had read about the cruise, and I had purposely planned it for the very last stop in our three-week Southeast Asia trip um, because I like to do this on our trips, and I've done this on almost all of our trips, especially lately, is build in something at the end that is like forced relaxation. We can't go anywhere else. Um, I did that in Panama too when we did when we stayed in a floating lodge in, in Boca del Toro. Um, where everything is right there. It's kind of like the resort phase of our um, of all of our trips, even though we never stay in resorts. Um, but this was like a it, it was very luxurious to us. It was three three days, two nights. Um, I think I am cannot believe that we don't remember how much it was. Um, but I'm pretty positive it was two hundred and fifty dollars for both of us, which is really cheap for how for how luxurious it was. You can get them for cheaper in Halong Bay, but we've heard that if you go, don't book ahead of time. If you go and book in Hanoi, it's a lot cheaper. And we went to this travel agency called Lily's, and she was amazing. And they they gave us fruit when we got there. And um, right when we got to Hanoi, we booked our cruise for the next day. So we stayed one night at a hostel and then left in the morning for our cruise and it was so amazing we we took like a a few hours um on a bus to get out to oh what was that called what's that city um yikes i don't remember yikes. okay well the like the, the port of halong bay and then we got onto our cruise and like we like cole was kind of saying earlier we got to kayak and swim and go squid fishing remember i caught a squid oh yeah i was the only one on the, the ship who caught a squid and and it inked all all over the place in the cr- water oh when it was you, so gross when you hooked it i was like kind of sad but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun experience um and we we ate it didn't we uh yeah i think so i think we ate it the next day um the food was like so gourmet and amazing and the 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 group was really small so the first two days we were with a group of maybe like 12 yeah and then the next day a a group joined us the way that they do it is kind of staggered the staggering the group so because we were on a slightly longer cruise we switched groups like halfway we stayed in our same room um but we so the second the second wave was like a group of twenty and I think that's the max that the boat fits. It's a smallish wooden cruise ship, um, kind of like all the other wooden old historic boats in the bay. We went to an area called Bai Too Long Bay, which is an a like a part of Halong Bay, but it's the quieter side. And I would recommend doing that too because there are some areas in in the main part of Halong Bay that are much more crowded and much more popular and so we went to the quieter side we got to do 
we kayaked twice, we swam a few times, we did the, um, like the, the authentic, what word am I trying to think of? The fishing method of like banging wooden sticks against the boat to, to scare the fish into the nets. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, we ate a lot of food. And it was just very, it was that forced relaxation. It's it's something that we need to do for ourselves in order to like relax on our vacations. We have to kind of implement a little bit of, a little bit of that confined space. So all good. Definitely my favorite experience. I don't know. It was, it's close to a lot of the other ones, but this was my favorite ex- experience of 2017 because I like a little bit of that. I like a little bit of the outdoors and a little bit of the relaxing. I love the water. I love being on the water, just watching the sunset without a lot of people around. All of it together is just like a perfect way to end our trip through Southeast Asia. It definitely surpassed the hype. Yep. Definitely. And not and I was afraid it wouldn't, but it it definitely did. So, so that's our top 10. Yeah, I can't believe uh, that's so fun to just relive all of it those. It is. It's really fun. There are some things that I had not necessarily forgotten about, but it's it's fun to hear what you valued the most from the year and what I valued the most, I think. Um, I think that's kind of fun to, to hash out. So do you want to go through our – we have a few well, honorable mentions. Yeah, but first, it's interesting, I think, that – only two of those uh, were in the U.S. Only two of my experiences. Really? And se- so eight were outside the U.S. in seven different countries. Belize was the only one who notched two of my top ten. So yeah, that's, wow. that little country packed a punch. I had um, four in the U.S. Because I, in addition to yours, I had the Vegas. Um, Mackinac. And I, and I had Mackinac. Yep. And Chicago. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, And and two uh, in Belize. But we really delivered on our promise to ourselves of making our next year all about the international travel. So I think we did pretty well there because after... This year or next, what are you saying? Well, both. Oh, after the National Parks Yeah, after the National Parks, Mm -hmm. all 59 National Parks, we said our next... Now the world. Yeah, we're going to take it down. (laughs) <laughs> and um let's not take it down <laughs> take it on take it on sure <laughs> and then down <laughs> world domination no thanks no um it, yeah and so there were a good amount related to the national parks too so i think you know belize patagonia um cambodia and vietnam national parks mm-hmm. yeah and I had Mackinac Island has that connection too. Yeah. You were saying honorable mention time. Honorable mention time. We I gave a I gave Cole a max of five. Yeah. Because I knew we'd fill them all up. So I uh I have four. Okay. I'm you gonna, go through I'm, all yours. Okay. So watching the solar eclipse at the arch. Hey. Did you have that on yours too? Well, you'll wait and okay. see. Okay. So watching the solar eclipse, which of course was like a very special event or all around the country but we happened to be in the band um of, of totality and so we got to see it at a national park at the arch um which was just really super cool um another one of mine was hiking the 10 mile loop uh the chapel basin loop at pictured rocks national lake shore um 
which was one of our fa- another one of our favorite hikes of the year and just definitely our favorite hike of our Great Lakes road trip that we went on and Pictured Rocks was just beautiful and you know next time we go back we'd love to see it from the water but hike was awesome. Snorkeling the Belize Barrier Reef Ooh, with the caveman tours we got that. to see sharks and manta rays and turtles and um it was yeah the caveman tours was what it was called but when we were in key cocker we snorkeled the belize barrier reef so that's another really cool thing and then finally the antelope canyon tour which Mm -hmm. we had slightly mixed feelings about um as far as an experience it was kind of okay but it we can't we can't like downgrade the fact that it was the most one of the most beautiful places we'd ever seen like with our eyes (laughs) <laughs> the experience itself as opposed to seeing it with our ears no as as a like seeing it on a screen okay. or like you know on our phones or or in a picture in a magazine um which is also your eyes i guess <laughs> <laughs> seeing it in real life i wasn't gonna say um, anything the tour itself was kind of cheesy and like crowded but as far as the pure beauty it was there was like it was like nothing else we had seen before so those were my honorable mentions yep what were yours mine i would say started with vegas driving mm-hmm. i mean outside of vegas really driving the desert yep. um particularly the valley of fire love yep. that part in our mustang which was crucial uh that that part was uh you know really just made the experience having the top I agree. down i agree um the number 12 is some like is actually pretty random it's when i gave the speech at my school's scholarship dinner oh yeah so that was just a really meaningful experience to me uh i got asked to give this speech and it was just a you know six minute thing and i talked a lot about our trip uh, in the parks and basically what the scholarship at Wash U is meant to me. Um, it, it, so it was a very personal thing, but it was also a, a really big honor to be able to do it and talk in front of not just my classmates, but, you know, a couple, I mean, I think it was probably like a thousand people mm-hmm. um, in this auditorium uh, right before we went to dinner, all the you know biggest alumni and sponsors uh, of the school. So really personally meaningful. Oh, and then... Keep going. Uh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> I know then, you've got five. <laughs> then Michigan road trip, Lake Michigan road trip, Chapel Basin. Same. Oh, same hike? Yep, yep. I knew it. And I then, knew it. You, you talked about that hike a lot. Yeah. It was, it's crazy, though, because I still think it's the best hike we've done in an NPS site, not That's counting not the hikes park. of the national parks. But it still didn't even make my top ten from I know, last year. That's crazy. Yeah, we did a lot, Cole. I know. We went on a lot of cool trips. Yeah, maybe we needed to slow down and spread yeah. it out. <laughs> Just wait till the end of this when we talk about our 2018. Yeah. Uh, so then the solar eclipse. At the Arch. Nice. Also, honorable mention. I thought you would uh, mention that. Yeah, just so unique. And then number five uh, was almost a tie, but I'll just say one. Uh, it was when I got to see the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island during one of my trips uh, to New York for the internship. Cool. So that was, you know, of course, those are national parks and just both icons of uh, this country that are really steeped in history and very meaningful uh, in different ways. So 
Awesome. There are well, that's a that's a I can't talk. <laughs> you say words now. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on our top experiences of 2017. It was a really really incredible year, and for both of us, we got to do a lot of trips together. We got to do a couple of trips apart. Um, and we yes. got to really utilize our time off that we had from from school. So I think that was the biggest lesson we learned is that time is the most valuable thing you have. Yeah. Way more than money. We did not have a lot of money. We're Cole's a student and I am a substitute teacher and we made it happen. So we didn't ever pay for a full price flight. We stayed in a lot of hostels. We stayed at a lot of cheap, cheap, cheap accommodations and we we did it. Like when I when I think about how you know how we were able to pull that off there's there's a lot that goes into it but um yeah so we I'm hope super uh, happy about that we hope you all can just think about how you know you can make your life lists happen too you know that's one of the common constant themes of this podcast is just uh, actually encouraging ourselves our audience to really take these opportunities to just make travel happen or doesn't even have to be travel just make experiences. You know, their experiences their dreams happen because uh, you know we're not gonna be uh, young forever and we're not even gonna be you know we only have a little time uh, on this earth so there's a lot to see there's a lot to do there's a lot of fun to have and uh, we're trying to make a dent in it yeah and speaking of a dent do you want to talk about 2018? What type so, of dent are we going to make? What kind of dent are we going to make in 2018? Okay. So 2018, he, our, the, our schedule, here's what our schedule looks like. We had a break over winter until, when did you go back? Uh, after Martin Luther King Day. So about January 16th. That was the first break we had. Then you're just about, you just started your spring break, which is crazy. And you graduate May eighteenth. You That's start right. you start work September September fifteenth or so yeah. mid mid September, and then you're working. And then I'm working. And we're we'll both be working. So then. Up into so that's kind of like what what we look at is look at the structure of our year first and what opportunities we have. Of course, the biggest opportunity we're seeing is May through September, <laughs> of not of not working and not going to school. So we are planning something really cool. But let's back up just a little bit because we already did a few things in January that we want to mention that were a big part of our new experiences in 2018. That's right. The it, it started off the year um, with a literally, cruise. literally. Yeah, I almost put uh, the New Year's Eve on the cruise. Oh, for uh, this as year, as my honorable mention. For 2017. Mention. Yeah. See, I see the cruise as a 2018 trip, but it was, and it we was left a great on the 31st. trip with uh, my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a big family trip, and you know, it, we uh, can talk more about cruises later. And there it was were a new some, experience yeah, for me. It, I had never been on a cruise before. Yeah, <laughs> overall, fantastic though. <laughs> So after that, we ported back in New Orleans. This was a Caribbean cruise. So we came back uh, into New Orleans, and we hopped on a flight to Panama. 
And so that was our first big co- new country. Um, I mean, besides the cruise. So we spent a week in Panama and we actually just did a podcast all about our time in Panama. So go back just one episode to see that kind of bonus podcast about us retelling our experiences from Panama. So go check that out. But that those are the trips that have already happened. Coming up. Coming up for spring for break. Me, you've got a lot of fun things and yeah. I have a lot of work. <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Not fun things. Mine's work too, technically. It is. Yeah, yeah it I is. Uh, am. I have this position at school where I you know, work with different consulting teams in uh, through one of our programs. And um, with that, you know, it's not, uh, um, it, it's a, a lot of a wor- work for a great experience. But all, one of the perks is I get to travel with the teams first tomorrow, taken off for Ireland, Dublin, and then after that, Nigeria, mm-hmm. a rural village uh, called uh, Ogidi. So super excited, mostly for Nigeria. I've actually already been to Dublin, uh, but really both are going to be incredible. Um, Again, so two super, weeks. Super jealous. Yeah, two, gone for two weeks there. Um, but my next trip coming up is to Minnesota to see my sister and brother-in-law and niece and nephew, and also my two other sisters from from that live in the state of Washington are going to be there too so i get to it's going to be a fun family weekend in minneapolis that's my next trip coming up so how much do we want to spoil this summer i think i don't want to like go into every detail yeah. but here the here is the theme and some of the main countries we're hitting right yeah sure okay so the big big things that i wanted to do this summer with our big time off was go to europe and go to Africa because I had never been to, I have never been to either of those continents. So I wanted to spend some time in Europe and I wanted to spend some time in Africa. And <clears throat> what we ended up with is about four months where where it's like half and half. It's about two months in Europe and about two months in Africa. We're landing in Frankfurt and Elizabeth has some family there. So yep. we're excited to see some uh, long lost relatives. Yes. And then we're going basically spend the rest of our time in Eastern and Southeastern Europe. Mm -hmm. So into Poland, into Serbia, uh, or Hungary. Yeah, Hungary, Slovakia. Slovakia, thank you. And then Slovenia. I still get a little lost in <laughs> I know, in all those little countries. It's tricky. Yeah, Slovenia, Croatia, uh, down into Greece, um, and then from Greece we're launching. Into Europe. uh, No, Africa. (laughs) Into Africa. We're already in Europe. Yep. Into Africa. And so we are planning to do a quick little like mini stopover in Cairo to see the to see the um, Great Pyramids. And then we are will be starting our grand adventure, which is a 59 day overland tour through Africa. So that's crazy to think of being on a tour for two months but it's the the way that we want to see africa so we want to do a lot of game drives um like safari drives we want to camp we want to see a lot of local places like local villages and we want to be there for enough time to really feel like we've been to africa so we have all this time it's a it's like a very budget-friendly tour but we also know of a person who just got finished with it 
a few months ago. So we have some like first person knowledge that that the tour is amazing and so that is how we're spending our summer which is winter in africa yeah kenya Tanzania, nine countries nine countries yeah zambia zimbabwe um, botswana namibia and south africa yeah so it's going to be epic we're gonna we haven't actually booked it yet so hopefully that all works out um but that is the pretty firm plan that is what's going on um, this summer. So please, like, stay tuned. We're we're not gonna go quiet. We will definitely be sharing things along the way. We might be going quiet on the podcast for a little bit, um, starting in May. We'll definitely do some episodes until May. But as far as our podcast equipment, we probably won't have any of that in Africa or Europe. So. Stay tuned, though. We're going to be sharing everything on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So you can find us everywhere at Switchback Kids to keep up with all of our fun adventures before we have to become real people and, like, settle down eventually. Eventually. Eventually, maybe. Yeah, so it was super fun uh, talking about 2017. It was. Talking about I really plans enjoyed it. for 18. A little so, glimpse into our 2018 Yeah. that we've been planning obsessively for... A few months. I have. Hope it doesn't feel like we're bragging, but... Uh, no, I don't want it to come across yeah. as bragging. I want it to come across as like, here's how we approach our year. And I think we do... Ever since we took this National Parks trip, we base a lot of things around travel and, and how much travel we can fit in to the time that we have. That's right. Because... Uh, it's uh, the right now. It's the zest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want it to be for yeah for another summer at least. That's so right. So we'll see how many more summers we have to go from there. So thanks for checking us out today. Uh, we'll be back next week with more national parks inspiration. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes or SoundCloud, find us on social media, and you can always get a national, additional National Parks videos, posts, guides, and more on our blog at switchbackkids.com. Switchbacks, Switchbacks out! out.